thanks for coming to hear the Quirt on the Street. I am your grown host, Vince, and with me I've got my uh, trend host, Josh. Every week we'll be choosing one of 28 words which were generated from the puzzle word game Quirtle and talking about whatever the hell we can based on those. Hey Josh, what's Quirtle? Well, Vince, to understand Quirtle, I think you need to understand what Wordle is. Wordle's a once-a-day game where players have six attempts to guess a five-letter word. Feedback is given for each attempt in the form of color tiles that indicate if the letters are in the words and if they're in the correct position. Wordle's the same, but you're doing it four times at the same time. And that's where we get our 28 words from. All right. And today we are choosing words from the week of April 17th to April 23rd. Uh, you can see what those words are on our... Instagram at Quirt on the Street and our Twitter actually Quirt on the ST. So let's get right into the episode. Uh, I am starting this week, and my word is a little bit of a secret. I kept this secret from Josh, surprising so that me. you all can hear my his reaction because oh, I'm interested too. Boom! It's in the dock now. <laughs> <laughs> the word is moist oh man what that's a... right oh that's yep, i did it i should have thought that you would have picked this yeah i mean here's here's the thing that i'll get into is that this is just it's sticky for me like it's something that just sticks in my mind and the the sort of topic you know on on high the broad topic that i'll be talking about is just cringe and I don't know, it's it's just great to me. So how I want to start this is I'm just going to read you a list. I'm just going to go down a list and I want you to stop me when you hear a word that you are just uncomfortable with. Actually, before I do that, how do you actually feel about the word moist? Because I know it bothers a lot of people. Words don't bother me. No? No. Okay. I, I can't. Well... We'll see. A specific I word I don't feel... I can't think of any specific words that bother me. I can think of ways that people use words that bother me. Okay. All right. Well, I just have a quick list. I'm, this is sort of an, uh, an unorganized topic here, so I'm just going to sort of take you for a ride through my mind thinking about this topic, and we'll see where it goes. Um, so here's how we're going to start. I'm just going to read you a list. I found a list of 29 words of apparently, you know... Uh, unsavory words unsavory in the sense that people are unco made uncomfortable by. and i want you to go ahead and stop me or just react whenever you hear something that bothers you and we'll see how you do on this right here we go moist said you're not bothered by it blog lugubrious yolk gurgle phlegm fetus curd smear squirt chunky orifice maggots vicious queasy bulbous postule fester secrete munch panties vlog clogged vomit jowls dripping roaches mucus slacks slurp right not a single all reaction. the ones that i feel like people that would bother them i find funny like smear yeah. And like <laughs> squirt, like all those are just real funny to me. Yeah, I was, I was wondering like, what is it that makes people, you know, have these reactions to these words? Is it the actual like syllables of it? Because I, I don't think, think most I of it is what that. people associate them with. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's the context they're uncomfortable with the context. There's some that get me. 
Like, I think panties gets me, but that's because of the context that it is, not because of the word. And itself. I guess it could be different. Maybe. Maybe I don't notice it, bo- it bothers me, but, but maybe that's my reaction is when things bother me that everything's funny. Like yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just... psychologically trained myself that everything's funny. I don't know. That mm-hmm. stuff I just really find. Maybe it's a, it could could be a defense mechanism. Could be. But I just find all that stuff really funny. Like, I I wouldn't be yeah. like, oh, why are you using that word? I don't, yeah. I don't see myself being like that at all. Yeah. All right. Well, that's where I wanted to start. See what sort of page we are on together and just move on. Because the word that obviously describes the the reaction that people has have to these words is cringe. And honestly, it's one of the things that I find fascinating about the internet. You know, it's, it's something that I think is a foundational pillar of the internet. The ability for people to cringe at things like we have this mechanism, you know, secondhand embarrassment that it's literally just cringe. It's what we're seeing on the internet. Starting from the very beginning, you know, you see the Star Wars kid who's just swinging around a broom in his garage and for some reason just makes us, ooh, and it continues on to today. I mean, you know, even even like the most recent one is the TikToks that I've seen with people just going through their uh, yearbooks from the year that we graduated, 2008, with that dude that's doing the like secondhand serenade song <laughs> in the like Blink-182 voice. You know what I mean? Night will be the night. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep, I love it. It's it's cringe. It's great. So I wanted to know what what uh if you see a video on the internet that that cringes or, or what is the last video on the internet that's just like straight up cringe that or anything. Do you do you connect to this stuff just like internet cringe? I do, but I think it falls under the same category. Like I see all the things that people would mostly consider cringy, like I just see them as forms of comedy. So like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I guess I appreciate all the different forms of comedy that people come up with that are like, oh, that's fake or cringy or supposed to be like, you know, goofy or like, I think the perfect example is kind of tied into the same thing with the, the emo is not a phase, it's a lifestyle <laughs> oh, yeah. thing where the guy in 20s. Yeah. You know, it's not We're bringing it back, bringing it back. Like the guy, <laughs> get into the, the like probably some of my favorite ones are like you know you go to pick up your friend at their house to go do something and like it you know it shows you driving and you pull up and you you stop to get them and they get in the car and you look over and they're just normal dressed and everything and you're like you want to listen to some music and they're like sure and then you hand them the aux cord. And then you look back over and they just have black eyeliner on and like a hoodie with ripped thumb holes. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. Playing some red jumpsuit apparatus. Yeah. Or the use or uh, Hell yeah. attack attack or something, you know, just fucking Hawthorne Heights. Oh, it brings me back to the warp tour days. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I, I have a little bit different reaction, but it's, it's something I know this is a phenomenon. I don't know what the name for it is, but it's like an opposition reaction to something. Like when I hear, you know, cringe, there's something in me that just gets a little bit of joy from it. And it's not like 
schadenfreude where you're you know happy that something bad is happening to someone else it's literally just like i don't know it's it's a little bit of joy from the cringe that other people decide to put out in the world because that's the other thing that i constantly think about is somebody had to record this realize that it was cringe and still post it well i think people that think it's cringy it's like they think it's stupid because they don't understand a lot of them think it's stupid because they don't understand it but like i said it's like everybody's perception of like comedy or i guess it depends on the on the creator's intent of the piece like you can for me i can clearly tell that the person that's making the the emo one and the one with the secondhand serenade song like that was meant to be facetious like it was meant to be what it wasn't sure so yeah maybe i just look at that more yeah those ones are funny in context but i'm talking about like People who record and post thirst traps have to know they're cringy, right? And they still record and post them. Oh, yeah, but they record and post them because it gets some views. I guess. But this also got me thinking down down that line. Like, what are some of the other things that I have sort of oppositional reactions to? You know, it's the sort of thing where you see something cute, you know? Listeners, I have five cats. They're so cute. I just want to squeeze them. Squeeze them until their eyeballs pop out. But I'm not gonna. I know I'm not gonna, but it is an impulse. <laughs> they and are adorable. The other thing, yeah. The other thing that I have is, like, the, the same sort of joy that I get from cringe, I also get from, like, extreme melodrama. You know the band The Mountain Goats? Nope. It's just a sad boy band. Okay. Like, big... F- like folk rock sad boys okay um but it's just like the drake of the folk rock scene i guess but just like (laughs) just like big sad there's a song called no children and the sort of punchline to the the uh chorus is i hope you die i hope we both die oh and it's just it it hits so hard and i'm just like yes this is my shit (laughs) I mean, I get it. It's the thing. It's all about like connection and like how you feel about something. Like it's just yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Is like people's perception is all about ex- how they express their emotions. Like mm-hmm. you enjoy those things because it speaks to you about a specific feeling that you're having. It's like whether it be mm-hmm. you felt that exact way at some point, or you you just resonate with it because you know that that's how other people feel, or. You just enjoy that they're putting that out into the world for people. So, yeah, right. You enjoy how other people are doing. But what's also interesting is what you are doing. Because we've been talking about, you know, secondhand cringe, secondhand embarrassment, whatever. But I want to really dig down. What is like a foundational cringe moment in your own life? I I can think of one. one. If you can't think of one, I'll go first. One that I did that was cringy? Or no, 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 no. I want, I want you to tell me something that you th- like. One of the things that it embarrassed you enough to sort of change how you are. Oh man, because I have something. It's not a big moment. It was in I don't know high school, some English class or something. It's it's literally like not a huge moment. It's just something happened. I don't know, and I just remember laughing, laughed out loud in class, and somebody was just like. Yeah, it's not actually that funny. <laughs> and it absolutely destroyed me. I mean, 
you you know me you know yeah, you're my yeah. best friend do you notice like i don't yeah you don't like, you don't laugh, laugh out loud, loud much. very much no yeah you I, definitely don't if i'm a if i'm alone i laugh out loud you cackle but it's literally it's literally yeah absolutely i giggle yeah but it's literally something about something about that one memory i've been thinking about it all day today something about that one memory changed how i interact when i perceive that there's an observer hmm. like I, I deliver mail. I'm a mailman. And I will just like, you know, be listening to a podcast with a comedian, be laughing. As soon as I open the door, it doesn't matter. Windows down. As soon as I open the door, I am a res- more reserved person. And it's hmm. just something about that. I th- really think it comes down to that one foundational experience of someone just going like, it's not actually that funny. Hmm. Yeah, I never really God. thought about it like that. God. Um it breaks me down. You have anything like that? Not specifically. I think on that front, for me, it was more like, I think I worked too much in retail and stuff for like that stuff. Like, I I feel like I've kind of just been shocked into everything being okay and not caring because I just interacted with so many people so much like basically yeah. since the time i got out of high school till until that this my most recent job like i've been behind a counter in some form or another dealing with you know hundreds to thousands of people a week so um yeah i don't know i would say the only thing uh, i mean i guess I, i'll get into this um because it's kind of the same thing it's not really cringy i wouldn't say but I would say something that affected me. I don't know. Is that yeah. kind of what you're going with? Same. Oh yeah. Just some. Um. So like, I watched my sister and her ex-husband kind of get into a big argument when they were both just really drunk one night, and like I was younger, and like yeah. that made me not want to drink. So like, I did not drink from until i was like 25 ish i think was like when i for like really started to opening up the idea just because like i didn't want to be that kind of person yeah. oh absolutely you know like I at don't, least that's the i don't know yeah, if i was gonna be right... violent or anything so i didn't want to do it so that affected me in that aspect where i wasn't sure how i would act and like i'm not a small human being by any means and like if i was <sighs> angry or violent from drinking like it could have negative implications on not only my own self but others oh yeah yeah i mean at least that's the right impulse to have you know a lot of people get stuck in the in the rut of uh well that's just how things are and then they do it themselves yeah no, so not okay <laughs> all right well that was where i wanted to go and i knew that it would get a little heavy a little embarrassing so i wanted to do what i labeled in the doc here as ear bleach uh, it's a segment that I'm just going to straight up steal from another podcast, uh, comedian Pete Holmes podcast. Uh, you made it weird. So now I want to ask you, what is the time in your life that you can remember laughing the hardest? Oh, this is easy. Easily, easily. And you've heard this story a absolute hundred times. Uh, I told it at Matt's wedding and it is, we had a party in high school at a friend's house. And this was during the time that I did not drink. And okay, yeah, sure, sure. Vince and our friend Matt and multiple others of our friends were all there. We're in our friend's garage, uh, under the safety of his parents. And you know, uh-huh. there were uh, there were some beverages had by everybody else. And our our, our friend Matt was a, a little bit intoxicated. Now I had brought my, you know, me being the nerd that I am, I had my television, and I had my PlayStation Three. And I had my games, and we were playing video games, and we had Madden. And Matt was uh, 
a little little bit uh, inebriated and he sat down to play and he looks over at me after about 20 minutes and goes, you know, I can deal with the fact that the screen is spinning, but I can't figure out how hard to press the buttons. And to this day, every time I think about that, I about fall out of my chair with laughter. I laughed for probably a solid 20 minutes. I barely kept my shit together at his wedding, telling that to the entire entire venue of, of people because it just like <laughs> what do you it's say to so that good. it is so good because it just paints the perfect picture of how alcohol oh. messes with people's perception <laughs> of a person's first time getting drunk yeah i mean <laughs> i mean it was just oh it's just chef's kiss of just yes oh made me still i'm grinning from ear to ear just thinking about it absolutely i remember most of that night (laughs) (laughs) well there was a funny part about you but i've i spared you on that yeah yeah we got we got time maybe (laughs) yeah so yeah that was the little come down from my uh little little exploration of cringe so uh i enjoyed it that was a a nice little deep dive into moist moist it's just great it's one of the it's one of the things like cringing just experiencing other people's embarrassment it's just one of the things that just connects us all now real a real wonder will be how many people that listen to this are bothered by the episode because the word is moist i hope that people have a problem with hearing it and not reading it oh there's definitely people that have a problem with with hearing it Well, with hearing it, sure. I I don't think we said it very many times, but uh, I mean, I definitely just said it like four times just now. We'll be, we sh- you sure did. I will be saying it once more next episode. Uh, well, for this week, for me, I I went in a. I feel like this is kind of a a wild one, and compared to what I've been picking, um, much more out there for me. Uh, I I chose abstract. I would say yeah. I chose grays as my word. Um and. You might think, how in the hell is he going to pick up a topic with grays? But uh, for me, you know, it's just going to be a big exploration of ruminants and how uh, cows and deer yeah. digest grass, yeah. right? It's actually just going to be uh, sound effects of me uh, wearing a ASMR mic as I crawl through a field and uh, chew on grass. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but for me, uh, you know, grays can also mean, you know, like... You graze something, you, you skim it, and it's, you know, us as humans, do we, I ask myself this question, do, do we graze through life? Like, do we just kind of skim through things? Um, and I feel like a lot of people, myself included, like, you don't stick down to something or experience the full thing that is to offer with stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I move on from things probably faster than I should, and I don't know if that's from society and how we're kind of trained now with everything being instant gratification um or if there's something to be said or if maybe that's just me and i have severe adhd that i need to plan out but like uh every every time i see an adhd meme i'm like this is this is personally insulting right it's like i've never been i've never been diagnosed or anything but i'm like damn it well and it's (laughs) like i wonder it's like i know i would probably get diagnosed but it's like are the like growing up things that we talked yeah. about even before this podcast with like I do my best work while I'm watching or listening to something else mm. and like not being able to focus on a single thing at a time was a sign of ADHD. Like, I struggle to focus on one thing like even when I am doing playing a game 
most of the time I'm playing it and watching Netflix or doing something like for me to singularly focus on a specific subject by itself is difficult. Mm. And I don't feel it could be a conditioning thing. Yeah. Like I don't give myself uh, the full reach of what's there. Um, Mm. So, you know, like like what are some of your passions? Obviously I know some of them, but like what are things you're passionate now about? Um, I mean, it's kind of a kind of an impenetrable topic, but I I am really I would say my biggest passion is like is like fantasy novels. Mm-hmm. It's impenetrable, so you won't get too big into it. But it's it's that, and then like if you're thinking hobbies or something that I can actually like dig down into and focus on, it's woodworking. It's yeah, it's a big thing that I I have to put my focus into and like sure i have music going or whatever but you know if i'm doing something that i need to really focus on i have had i have you know earmuffs on anyway and i'm drowning out anything else other than this you know whatever one by one inch square that i'm working on so yeah it's something that you it's something that i'm not predisposed to do either I, this is something that I've had to, you know, I, I made this specific decision to do it. Yeah. And it's a, it's an opportunity that not everybody has. Not everybody has the space that I have to do it. That's true. But- so like I get how it's difficult to find these things, but, but yeah, I, it's, it's making the decision to get something that's, that you have to pay attention to the details of that, uh, that will allow us to like really focus in. But do you feel like you are giving it your full focus a lot of the time or are you just kind of as the word is are you just kind of grazing what's there like do you feel like you're do you have a hunger to dive in and learn everything you can about it or like do you oh, yeah yeah or do you feel like because i feel like like a lot of people just they graze the surface of things and they grasp like portions oh. of it and then they move on you know you know it's like there's so much I... available to us I think I consume things a little bit different way. Like I, I consume things deep. I consume a lot of things and I consume a lot of things deeply. Like, like I will binge on, on YouTube until I have an understanding. I literally like, there's a YouTube channel, three blue, one brown that I just watched a series on calculus. I wasn't in college. I had no reason to learn it, but it was something that I like, I rewatched a couple of the videos in order to really understand it. And it's that same sort of thing that brought me to woodworking though. Yeah. Like I, I watched woodworking videos and it's sort of in my blood. You know, my grandfather was a woodworker by profession. My father does it. And it's something that I started um, getting interested in basically based based off of the offshoot of the other things that I was interested in on YouTube, mathematics. Like once I found one YouTuber that really described woodworking in terms of real geometry and real mathematics that's what got me interested in it and then i consumed everything on that yeah and i consumed it to the extent that i knew that it was what i wanted to do because yeah i do i do skim across a lot of things i graze a lot of things you know lightly and like it but i also have this passion to really dig deep into topics to see if it's what i'm really into yeah, I wonder if it's a different difference in like to the type of people. Like, I wonder if there's people that are dominant on a certain side of the brain, or if there's anything to correlate with that. Because like I'm the same way. Like I, I mean, you know, you you know me better than anybody. I do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Like I find something and I'm like, I bet I could do that, and then into the rabbit hole I go. Yeah, and I'm gonna figure out everything I can about that topic. You know, I did a. I mean, for example, like. Photoshop. I started doing that in sixth grade, like, and I became obsessed with to like digital design and figuring all that out. Then, yeah, you know, moving into like 
after high school is okay video so, games. so is that all is that all you mean though like that you just jump from thing to thing because i wouldn't say that you're crazy on things you have a no i don't i'm saying i i feel like a lot of people do okay like i i don't graze on things like i'm i have a i i have a hunger to learn more than i feel like a lot of people do from my conversations with people i'm mm. I, I come to I, I have a lot of things to say during conversations and I feel like either people yeah. don't want to say things or they don't, but I feel like I can be overwhelming when I talk about a subject because I want to know everything about it and I force myself to do it. So like Photoshop and I moved into MySpace, yeah. freaked out about learning HTML and I learned as much as I could about that. And then I got into the video game stuff. Needed to learn how to take a controller apart and solder the different colored LED lights into the controller. And then from there, it was mm. taking Xboxes and PS3s apart and, re, you know, restoring them and then taking phones apart and iPads and computers yeah. and, like, doing all that. And then moving, when I moved down south and I started doing, like, the e-liquid stuff, like, started out selling it and then I... How do I make it? I got to make my own. And I dove into deep dive into that. And then a deep dive into photography. And then a deep dive into cooking and streaming. Yeah. And it's interesting. I, uh, I don't know. I think I have a different perspective, or at least I, 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 I have a more optimistic view of people. I think everybody has this one thing that they're passionate about, at least one. Yeah. And like, if you can just hear somebody talk about that, like hearing any random person talk about the one thing that they're passionate about is like always fascinating. Oh, it's infectious. So I don't know. It's it's weird. It's maybe a, a societal thing. Like this must be where fandoms and stuff come from too, because yeah, everybody has these things that they're you know passionate about or and whatever, and people just end up I think finding the circles with other people who are passionate about them, and then just keeping them in side that arena in their life and not bringing it outside yeah and i guess but i guess you could kind of look at it in a broader scope too like yeah we deep dive into those things but in the grand scheme of things like we're only grazing what there's out there to offer like there's a lot of stuff that mm. we don't pay any attention to and we don't have any interest in yeah yeah sure yeah i don't know i don't know jack shit about makeup i probably know more than i should but that's just <laughs> from watching certain videos and learning about you also you also work in marketing so you yeah. have to know something in order to take a well you're into photography too you exactly need to yeah that's what uh, i'm saying so marketing, you know, between marketing <laughs> yeah, yeah. and photography so like you learn all these little things but like i just i feel like maybe our generation is is better at it than we ever have been um because of the internet I don't know. it's hard it's, it it's is really but you hard. have to think about it. like i think back to like my parents and like my dad has a very small set of interests oh yeah sure you sure. know because of what was available to them but also does he have a small set of interests or is that the one like his traps the one interest that lasted into his later i mean i don't know that's i guess that's a good question for him but it, i don't know this stuff just made me think about it in that that mindset yeah of uh i i hear you i think I think there's maybe now it's a little different, but there's a there's a hunger. There was a hunger for people that wasn't being met for these sorts of things that you can really dig into, that you can really make a meal out of. You know, when we were younger, the, the early Internet, like it, it was all about short attention spans, probably because you couldn't 
transfer that much data across the internet. But like these things are all are grabby, they're catchy. Even TikTok, like you scroll through, you see the 15, 20 second video and you scroll. You know? But there is a hunger. Uh, yeah, and there's more of a hunger. Indicated indicated by like long form podcasts. I mentioned earlier like that podcast, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. It's They're typically like three hour podcasts. I couldn't believe and... it. Mike listens to, <laughs> my cousin listens to a podcast called Spit and Chicklets. It's all about hockey. And it comes out every Tuesday and it's three hours long. And I'm just like, Jesus. And he listens to it on his way to work. And then he listens to the rest of it while he's at work. And I'm like, man, I didn't know people yeah. were putting out three hour podcasts. Oh my god, sports people are are the biggest nerds, especially baseball. Hockey gets close, but baseball people, yeah, they're paying attention to, you know, what is the uh pitches per inning for this person. What was the humidity outside and how did that affect the bat? What is the <laughs> What is the record number of curveballs that somebody threw on April 31st of 1972? How many hot dogs did that famous <laughs> Yankees fan that's at every game eat during this home loss? <laughs> <laughs> He's never allowed to eat that many hot dogs again. Maybe we'll look at, you know, beer sales during home losses versus away wins. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that definitely gets into stuff. Yeah, we're but I'm I'm one to talk. I am uh, I am listening to a full Homestuck podcast right now, so I, I'm not one to talk. Yeah, I mean, I guess mine's aren't that long, but like I watch hour long podcasts on esports uh, personalities all the time. Yep, like yep. that's one one thing that I know fascinates me. That really, I don't. I don't share that with any of my friends, like my main group of friends, that none of them have the same affinity for esports as I do. Mm-hmm. Have you found uh, Down the Rabbit Hole yet? I have not. Uh, it's a it's a YouTube series by this guy named uh, Freddie Nudson mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, he just like goes goes on these things about I don't know internet personalities. Uh, what, what reminded me of it is uh, he does one on this dude Wings of Redemption who was like a Call of Duty commentary YouTuber mm-hmm. back in the day. And he would just like fly off the handle. And uh, it's very funny and very sad, mm. but uh, they're very interesting videos. I'll have to check them out. Yeah. That's another thing that really grabs me that really crosses both of these lines. What am I passionate about? And what is really cringe? It's like conspiracy theories. Yeah. I love learning about. Yep. So do I. I think, you know what it is? It's just curiosity gets a little bit of everybody i feel like yeah even yeah. if you believe it or not like yeah there's just about everybody has just a little yes. bit of curiosity to just just dabble and see yeah see what the other side thinks they're like well you know it's, maybe it's the it's the really harmless stuff that I, i'm really into though like why are ufo ufologists really into owls <laughs> that would be something you would be interested mm. in it's really good. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, that's, that's those are that's where I go. That now. is your personality <laughs> in one question. <laughs> yeah yeah uh man that's perfect yep and uh with that i think we're gonna gonna go ahead and start wrapping it up uh we want to go ahead and thank uh josh wordle the original creator of wordle uh with without whom you know quirtle wouldn't be around 
And uh, speaking of Quirtle, we'd like to also thank Freddie Meyer, the creator of Quirtle. He's at Quirtle on Twitter. And if you do the game every day, which I found out there's like 15 million people doing the game every day. It's a ton. And he's added the achievements, which are awesome. Crazy. I know. I know. So if you if you play the game every day, you like you listen to us and you like his work, go ahead and buy him a coffee. Yeah, he definitely needs to. uh Get some more caffeine so he can keep up with all the uh, server stuff. I'm sure yeah. he's got to have to go through with this amount of people playing and the updates that he's trying to do. Like, I, I don't know. I love the achievement stuff. Like the, especially when I started looking through them and like you could see my posts today. Like, I was like, oh, I got par. Like, I love how he tied that into golf, especially because we were we just have been playing the PGA. Yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, this yeah. is perfect. That's funny. I didn't actually uh, look through that. What is considered par on Quirtle? Uh, eight. Eight. Wow. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Uh, I knew that four was considered a par on Wordle. Yep. But I didn't realize that he had. Uh, that he had. Yeah, I, be- I believe it was eight. Let me double check while I'm sitting here. But I'm almost well, positive. While you go ahead, while you go ahead and double check that, I'm gonna uh, start reading off our socials. Um, so you can guys can find us on Twitter. Uh, at Quirt on the S on Quirt Quirt on the street Q U O R D on the S T on Twitter because street is too long. Uh, on Instagram, you can find us at Quirt on the street. Go ahead and spell that all out. Uh, YouTube slash Quirt on the street. If you're listening to to us over there, go ahead and give us a like, a subscribe, and a comment. We'd really like to hear from you guys. And actually, that goes for all of our socials. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're listening to us and you like us or you don't and you have constructive feedback, go ahead and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can. Uh, What's the word? What's par? Oh, yeah. Uh, eight, eight is par. Um, eight is par. Seven is the birdie, obviously. Uh, wow. Six is eagle. Five is albatross. And four is god mode. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, that would be that would be wild. Um, you can also get wow, which is a guess a word within with three of the same letters in it. Um, so so far I'm I'm at 19 out of 46 for the achievement so far. So uh, yeah, def- definitely working my way towards them. I'll have to take a look at that. Uh, afterwards. My favorite one that I'm kind of sad to admit that I have. And I'm not sure when, but it was probably, mm-hmm. I don't know if it kept track of like the very first one that I did or if something, but uh, are you even trying and to lose a game with four missed words? Uh, apparently I've done that because <laughs> I have, oh. I have the achievement, but I don't remember missing four words, but um, yeah, it must've counted like a day that you didn't play. There's no way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely some cool stuff and I'm sure he's going to be adding more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and go ahead and finish off by uh, plugging our personal twitters i am at v underscore c spell out the underscore and i am at i'm scuzzy i am s-k-u-z-z-e-y and with that uh all we can ask you to do is help to get get the the quirt out